Good morning, and welcome to Simply Finance. It's Friday, February 23rd. On today's show, the Finance Report highlights disparities between downtown and uptown businesses, and Ukraine's economy has stabilized, but Western finance firms are finding their Russia exit tricky. Plus, Hall Long discusses moving forward from the campaign finance report issue. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Finance. We start off with a recent city report that has revealed that the temporary closure of the Morley Pedestrian Port of Entry had minimal impact on the local economy of Nogales. Despite the port being a popular entry point for Mexican tourists, the city's sales tax revenue increased during its closure. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Michael. Can you give us more details about this report? Certainly, David. The report analyzed the sales tax revenue during the last quarter of 2023, a period when the Morley Pedestrian Port of Entry was closed. It gathered revenue data for 20 shops on Morley Avenue and 12 stores on Mariposa Road and White Park Drive. The city of Nogales received over $100,000 more during the months of August to December last year compared to the same period in 2022. That's interesting. But how did the closure of the port affect the businesses in the area? While the city's overall sales tax revenue showed an increase from 2022 to 2023, most of that revenue came from stores in uptown Nogales. Downtown businesses, many of which are locally owned, saw a drop after the port closure. The Morley Gate closed temporarily in late September 2023 for renovations. Business owners and employees on Morley Avenue voiced concerns about the closure, as a large portion of their customers are pedestrians who enter the United States through that port. So the closure did have some negative impact on certain businesses. How did this affect the city's sales tax revenue? In October, the first full month of the Morley Gate closure, the downtown sales tax revenue dipped by more than $1,700 from the same month the previous year. Sales for businesses on Morley picked up slightly in November and December 2023, though revenue still remained lower than the previous year. Meanwhile, Mariposa and White Park businesses saw a steady increase in revenue. What does this mean for the city's economy? Mayor Jorge Maldonado acknowledged that the temporary closure of the Morley Gate had negatively impacted some businesses, but didn't have a big effect on the overall Nogales economy. The city of Nogales largely relies on sales tax revenue, considering it doesn't impose a property tax on homeowners. And that sales tax revenue, Deputy City Manager John Kissinger said, heavily depends on Mexican consumers. Thanks for the insights, Michael. Shifting gears, let's discuss the ongoing impact of Russia's invasion of Ukraine on global finance firms. Two years after the invasion, many firms are still working to disentangle their operations from the region, as the future of international finance giants in Russia teeters on a knife edge. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Abby, can you elaborate on the challenges these firms are facing? Certainly, David. The challenges are multifaceted. They range from ongoing sanctions and new regulations to concerns about sectors such as ESG and crypto. The geopolitical situation has created a complex and uncertain environment for these firms, 
making it difficult for them to plan and execute their business strategies. Can you explain how the sanctions and new regulations are affecting these firms? The sanctions imposed on Russia have restricted the ability of finance firms to conduct business in the country. They've had to navigate a complex web of restrictions, which has made it difficult to maintain their operations. On top of that, new regulations have added another layer of complexity. These regulations often require firms to adjust their business practices, which can be costly and time-consuming. And what about the concerns regarding ESG and crypto sectors? Environmental, social, and governance ESG concerns have become increasingly important for finance firms. The political situation in Russia raises questions about the sustainability and ethical practices of doing business there. As for the crypto sector, it's still relatively unregulated in Russia. This poses risks for finance firms, as the lack of regulation can lead to issues such as fraud and money laundering. So what's the outlook for these international finance giants in Russia? The outlook remains uncertain. The ongoing geopolitical tensions, coupled with the regulatory and sector-specific challenges, make it difficult to predict the future. However, what is clear is that these firms will need to continue adapting to the changing landscape if they want to maintain their presence in the region. Thanks for that report, Abby. In other finance news, Lieutenant Governor Bethany Hall Long is looking to move past the campaign finance report issue that surfaced last fall. Her campaign had to amend finance reports to reflect an internal audit that showed over $300,000 in loans were misreported as expenditures between 2016 and 2022. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Finance. Can you give us more details about this issue? Certainly, David. The amended reports also showed that around $200,000 of these loans were repaid, leaving about $101,000 that Hall Long personally loaned to the campaign and has not been repaid. Despite calls from government transparency groups and others to release the audit, the campaign has not done so. Instead, Hall Long has directed people to the amended finance reports. What has been Hall Long's response to these calls for transparency? Hall Long has stated that she is not avoiding the issue and that all the information is available in the amended finance reports. She also denied reports that she lost staff last fall when she suspended fundraising to address the issue, stating that her official office staff remains the same. Did this issue make her consider withdrawing from the race? According to Hall Long, she never considered exiting the race over this issue. She stated that the issue was identified, corrected, and that they are moving on. She also pointed out that unlike her millionaire opponents, she is not putting her own money into the campaign. Speaking of the race, how does this issue impact her campaign's financial standing compared to her opponents? Based on the 2023 end-of-year campaign finance reports, Matt Meyer, the Newcastle County executive, has a distinct advantage with over $1.7 million cash on hand, including $580,000 from loans he made to the campaign. Colin O'Mara, former DNREC secretary and current National Wildlife Foundation CEO, had $870,000 on hand, mostly from a $750,000 loan to himself. Hall Long's report showed just over $688,000 cash on hand, including the $101,000 from the misreported loans that was not repaid. Does Hall Long see this as a disadvantage? 
Hallong does not believe that the pause in fundraising last fall to review and amend previous reports puts her at a disadvantage. She stated that money has never purchased Delaware voters and that the pause in fundraising was a personal decision. She also pointed out that in the last month of her campaign, they've brought in $171,000. Thanks for the insight, Celeste. Now let's shift our focus to a pressing global issue. In February 2022, Ukraine faced unprecedented challenges with seaports blocked, millions becoming refugees, the heavy industrial sector demolished, and 90% of enterprises suspending their operations. Bella, a correspondent for Simply Finance, is here to provide more context on the situation in Ukraine. Certainly, David. The situation in Ukraine is indeed dire. The country's Minister of Finance, Sergei Marchenko, has been dealing with challenges on a scale that the country has never seen before. The blockage of seaports has disrupted trade, while the displacement of millions of people has created a humanitarian crisis. And what about the impact on the country's industrial sector and businesses? The heavy industrial sector, which is a significant part of Ukraine's economy, has been severely affected. Many facilities have been destroyed, leading to a halt in production. Additionally, 90% of enterprises have suspended their operations due to the ongoing conflict. This has not only affected the economy, but also the livelihoods of the people dependent on these industries. What are the potential long-term implications of this situation? The long-term implications could be quite severe. The destruction of infrastructure and the suspension of business operations could lead to a prolonged economic downturn. The displacement of people also poses a significant challenge as it could lead to a demographic crisis. The Ukrainian government and international organizations will need to work together to address these issues. That was a sobering assessment from our Simply Finance reporter, Bella. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Finance. We'll see you back here tomorrow.